Hello, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in flower, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, March 9, 2020, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 95. We will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph, which begins with, if he thinks he can do, and ends with, let it go at that. Today's readers are Wendy M., Alice G., Jen A., Lisa B., and Marge O. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, March 8, 2020, special edition meeting, is 14,226. That's 14226. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Wendy M. to read the OA 12 Steps. Good morning. I'm Wendy M. in Raleigh, North Carolina, a recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Wendy M. 
I will now ask Alice G. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Alice G., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Wisconsin. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but, uh, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you, Alice G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are in chapter seven, working with others on page 95. We will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph, which begins with, if he thinks he can do, and ends with, let it go at that. I will now ask, Jen A. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach, encourage him to follow his own conscience. We have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that worked with us. But point out that we alcoholics have much in common 
and that you would like, in any case, to be friendly and let it go at that. Good morning. I'm Jenna, recovered in Colorado, and um, I love this last section on this page of working with others. Um, in my book, they're called the what ifs. Um, what if he's not interested? What if he's sin- uh, sincerely interested? And what if he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach? Um, and it's just great because what is the first thing does it tell me to do? It tells me to encourage him, not put him down, not argue with him, not try to say my way is right, not turn to this side of the other page in the big book and try and convince him. It says just to can encourage him to follow his own conscience. Um, and why is that? Because I know from this program that I have no monopoly on God, right? Um, and there's no one way or one method is what I learned when I came um, to the program of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, no one told me I had to believe in this God or that God. Um, you know, just as soon as I was willing to believe, um, you know, perhaps the miraculous would happen in my life. And, um, you know, up to this point in working with others, we're talking about really getting to know the person, listening, sharing our stories back and forth. Um, you know, and, and I remember um, being in, in organized religion um, before I came in, and it was like, this is the one way, this is what we believe, it's in black and white, there is no if ands, or buts. And then I came to this um, room and I saw that people had all these different conceptions of God and people called God different things. And I'm just going to tell you, I was totally, um, uh, I, I, I was crazed at first. I'm like, how can you do that? That's blasphemy, whatever it may be. But the more and more I sat there and the more and more I listened and the more I understood, and then it started to sink into my heart, like, well, God hasn't done for you what you wanted this whole time, really, because I used God. That's what I did before I came to this program. Um, you know, it was like, oh, okay, maybe this is starting um, to make sense, right? Um, and, and so what I did is I just stuck around and I listened to what people had to say. And, and I'm thankful that there's a whole chapter, um, we agnostics, because it gives me a, a lot of good information um, on it. But um, it does tell me that I do have an approach that worked. And the person who sat down with me, their approach was the 12 steps. It was a spiritual solution. And, um, you know, once I could um, put down the food and embark on this journey, um, then I could um, begin to see what everyone else was seeing. And, and, I think, and I think the HP thing went away for me, and now I just call God, God. And, you know, sometimes I say spirit of the universe or other different, you know, um, coded words in the big book for, for God. Um, but, you know, it, it basically just tells me here and it gives me instruction and just suggestions that, hey, encourage the person that you're with. And you know what? Even if they don't want to see it um, the same way that you see it today or um, just remember this, be friendly and let it go with that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A., for getting us started. Um, if you haven't shared in the, on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the fourth paragraph, page 95 in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Elise H. from New Jersey. Elise N. Okay, wait. Larry K. Okay, Santa, I heard, and Larry K. And there was someone else? Elise N. Sally A. Was it Ruth N? 
Elise N. Oh, Elise N. And Sally K. So I heard Santa H, Larry K, Elise M, Sally K. Santa H, go right ahead. Good morning, my fellows, and good morning again, uh, Rebecca, and thank you for hearing my name. My name is Santa H. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive reader from Montclair, New Jersey. And I love this paragraph because it just reminds me um, why I don't proselytize and um, that people that my way is the right way or the only way that someone can get um, um, recovered. I mean, there are so many facets of this program that I have learned over the years um, that people come into OA for different reasons. Some people don't come in here for a spiritual experience. I know that's not why I came in here. I came in here just because I wanted to lose weight. But after that experience of losing the weight, I found out that I needed a spiritual experience. And so I stayed. You know, I'm here for the sanity. And so I, I've learned when protégés, you have their own way of doing it or their, their goal is different than, than what I have or, or what the big book says. I encourage them. I say, go give it a try. Um, I don't, you know, try to convince them that, that the big book is the only way to, to get recovered. But, you know, it works for me. Or some people are just interested in getting abstinent and losing weight. If that's what your goal is, then go with it. Go with whatever works for you. And I've seen people come back and say that other way didn't work for them. And I also think people who, you know, enjoy what works for them in other aspects. But, you know, this book just reminds me that we're here to carry a message. I'm not here to shove it down anybody's throat. I'm not here to push it on anybody. It's here if you want it. And I give this gift to you if you want to receive it. And I am just so grateful to be in this program here and to be recovered and to be absent one more day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa H. Larry K. Thanks for your service, Rebecca. This is Larry K. Recovered uh, in Chicago. If he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefer some other spiritual approach, encourage him to follow his own conscience. You know, I've, I've observed um, that, you know, sometimes highly skilled people which all of us have different skills, are often the least likely to live with disagreement. You know, they've, they've already invested a lot of ego in what they believe, and they don't want it shaken. And sometimes they become contemptuous to opposing views, and they try to disparage others for having them, and that's not our way here, right? I like the metaphor of the stained glass, stained glass window, you know, all of us see our reality through a kind of a metaphorical stained glass window and, and, and there's fragmented, you know, these fragmented windows are, are sort of cobbled together over a lifetime and, and, and there's various pieces of glass and, they, and each one contains, you know, optical impurities and, and, and distortions and, and different colors. And so, so distortions in our perceived realities are like these uh, kind of artifacts of our our, our, our own perceptual lens in which we see the world. And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And any two people will come to OA 
for example, you know, and, and, and we look at the same subject matter and, and perhaps we see the problem and, and maybe we see the solution differently. And is that okay? I say for me, yes, it's fine because I change no one. I merely engage in a, we've heard it said, kind of a, a show and tell operation, right? And I expect nothing in return for demonstrating the, these spiritual wares, if you will. And I, and I mean, I, you know, am I so self-righteous and all-knowing that your way of seeing the world, which perhaps is different than mine, actually feels threatening to me? No, I, 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 this program, is this spiritual awakening unfolds, it's not threatening at all to me. Because, you know, when God makes us into a truly secure human being by the grace of God, you know, who's confronted with opposing viewpoints, I, it doesn't kick up the dust for me. It doesn't get me overly sensitive. I have a neutral feelings about it, you know. And, um, and so today, sometimes we wish there was, there was one large pane of clear glass in which everyone saw the world the same way, but that's not the way the world is. And I love I kind of love the tapestry of diverse perception. I love how you broaden my understanding. If everyone saw the world the same way, we'd be a small-minded universe. I need to remember that we all share, you know, the planet with, you know, billions of, of brains, other brains, right? And each one sees the world differently, and that's okay. I'm okay. I'll just demonstrate what worked for me. And it's there if you want to try it. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry K. Elise M. Elise M. We don't hear you. Hi, good morning. Um, the way that I look at this the, you know, the only desire to for joining, you know, for being in OA is to desire to stop eating compulsively. And um, we're offering, you know, a spiritual solution. And um, that, for me, that's because, you know, OA is like they say, only oh, answer, this is the only thing that's ever worked. Um, other things have not worked. And um, a lot of people... Um, are very adverse to, you know, the idea of God. My father's a Holocaust survivor. He will always say he's not sure, you know, how could a God have let this happen? And, you know, he's not sure he really believes in that. And there are people that may have, you know, experienced trauma and different things that really have turned them off to the idea of God. If I would try to shove my idea of God onto them, um, they're going to they're gonna run away. And it's not my job to do that. It's only my, my job is just to, to, um, is to talk about what's worked for me um, and then encourage, you know, other people to come to, if they don't already have their own idea of God, come to their own idea and their own relationship with God so that it can work for them. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I think that's the beauty of this program. You know, my my sponsor now is somewhere in, I don't know, like in the South, and she's a totally different religion, and she doesn't, we, we don't, you know, we don't share a lot of views about, about that, but the one, sh the one thing that we share is that we both believe that 
there is a God. It isn't, you know, I, you know, for, for me, I'll say it, there is a God. It isn't me. And, and that God is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself and is keeping me, you know, keeping me abstinent, keeping me clean. And that, that's what we have in common. And, and I think that for me, the important thing is to, we can each have our own views, but it's, it's um, what we have in common and that is a common solution. That's important. So I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for doing service. Um, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Sally K. Hi, good morning. It's Sally A. from New Jersey. Oh, um, thank you so much for your service. Um, I love this paragraph as well. I was just talking to my sponsor about it last night. It's funny. We We talked about how there's, you know, there's more than one way to God. You know what I mean? This is a, a beautiful spiritual program to, for me to God, you know. And But if other people find their way to God, I mean, who am I to say that that's the wrong way? You know, my brother who had brought me into recovery uh, dumbed it down for me once. And he said, you know, Sally, the, the 12 steps are like, you know, spirituality for dummies. You know, like it's really a way for someone who can, who had no conception or, or didn't have a relationship with God to get one. And it's just one way to get there. It's kind of like a G, a spiritual GPS, you know, like this way works for many people, but if this doesn't work for you, that's fine also, you know? Um, and, and I've never had a sponsor with the same religious background as me, just not, not purposely, but it just never happened. And it always worked. You know, it didn't matter what their religious background was or what their spiritual background was. You know, we had the we were studying the the one message. We have one message here, and that is how to get a relationship with a higher power. So, um, whatever works for anybody um, works, and and that's all I have for for sharing this morning. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, Sally A. Okay, if you haven't shared in this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the fourth paragraph on page 95 that begins with, um, I can't, oh, I'm on the wrong page. If he thinks he can do the job, please let me know your name and last initial. Lisa B. Lisa B. Terry H. Terry H. Laura M. Laura M. Okay, we have Lisa B., Terry H., and Laura M. Lisa B. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, wanted to share my experience. So when I came to this program, OA, and this wonderful meeting of A Vision for You, I had had many spiritual experiences, and um, they were wonderful. They were life-altering, but they never were enough to um, get me abstinent where I could stay abstinent and truly, truly have that personality change, that spiritual awakening and, you know, from a young age, I was a seeker. I've been a seeker. And uh, I was just aware of not feeling good in my own skin. And 
observing the environment and the people around me and seeing a lot of unhappiness and fear and frustration. And I, I just was frightened of going forward, you know, in this world. And I needed something to take the edge off to help me to cope. And food definitely did that along with many other things like alcohol and relationships and shopping and trying to rely on other people and their approval and turn myself into what I thought you wanted. And um, so when I came to this program, I had experienced periods of abstinence, but I could never stay abstinent. And um, I had been in another 12-step program, and I saw miracles there. But um, I didn't believe I could get recovered. And I used to think abstinence, you know, was the goal, to get recovered. And abstinence, I learned through coming into this healthy meeting, is the key to get me in the door. But I really need to experience the spiritual principles of the steps, and it needs to go from my head to my heart and down into my feet while I'm walking on these principles and living them. And that's what happened to me as a result of studying this book with a recovered compulsive overeater and and setting aside everything I thought I knew and just becoming open and learning through these steps, through experiencing these steps. And, you know, the spiritual experiences I've had in the past were wonderful, but I needed to dive into the steps, experience the steps, and do what these first 100 people did, these founding members of AA, and that I, too, then could have um, permanent recovery and stay abstinent and recovered. You know, recovered is the key of getting that spiritual awakening. And that's that's what I wanted to share. I hope that helps someone. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Terry H., Good morning. This is Terry H. I'm a recovered overeater. Um, I have been in and out of OA for a long time. Um, I'm also in another recovery program and and have been blessed to um, to stay sober. But the one thing I've found um, throughout my life is when something worked, I wanted to share it. And and I wanted to let others know, hey, this works, this works, this works. And it never was well-received. Um, they were glad it was working for me. Um, but I didn't have um, what they wanted. Like, I didn't I – could, I could tell you any diet program that worked because it worked for the time. Um, I saw things work for other people. Um, but this program, um, once I started really working the steps, then I was able to let go of that, that, um, realization that it's not a one, um, it's not a program one for all. It's, we're all different and. Recovery for for different people it's it's different, and people take different paths to get here. I took many many paths and um and if somebody said this works, I certainly tried it and if it worked then then I was a believer but um the the program it it doesn't work that way for for everybody, and it's not um uh, a one size fits all. It's a program we come to in many different ways. Sometimes we come when we're ready, and that's great, and it works, and we we move on. And sometimes, uh, like for myself, it took several, several attempts 
in overeaters for me to finally realize that um, you needed a sponsor, I needed a sponsor, I needed to work the steps, um, all the things that I've tried, they worked for a time, and I needed to try them, and I needed to let other people try what works for them because there's no um, there's no one way, and um, so I guess as I read this, um, you know, I have to let people go now, and and I don't try to. I try to work this program the best that I can. I try to make changes. And then people ask me what I'm doing. And then I'm, then I'm able to tell them, but I don't have to force this on anybody anymore. And I don't have to force this on myself anymore. I just have to work the program and it works and be available to others who... Um, that want to try it this way, and and then that freedom, that freedom um, allows them to look at the program. It's not me telling them what they need to do or me um, saying, "Hey, this works, this works." You know, I, I don't do that anymore. And it, it took me a long time, and it took myself a long time to realize uh, there's not one way. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. Laura M. Good morning, all. Thank you so much for your service today. This is Laura M. Walking Recovery One Day at a Time in Missouri. Um, I'm just so appreciative of everything that's been said this morning. I think the part of this paragraph that really captured me the most was we have no monopoly. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I was, uh, somebody mentioned, you know, the, the uh, chapter we agnostics and, and I, I too thought of that and my gratitude for the voices that I've heard um, through the, the podcast available on our website of um, just all the different spiritual experiences. And what this reminds me of is, you know, I think there there was a time when I looked at a sentence like that and what it meant to me was, um, oh, you're not there yet or um, you're, you're approaching my God in your own way. But I still in my mind thought, um, well, you know, th- there's still this God that I believe in that you'll get to. There's this spiritual approach that you'll get to. There's this program that, and I had this thing in my mind that, um, though, yes, everybody comes at a different time, they'll eventually get to where I am. And, and I've realized the, um, you know, thankfully I've come to understand the, the arrogance in that belief. And this program has helped me so much in, um, open myself to the understanding that, um, as much as I might be right, um, about things in life, and as much as I know what has worked for me, I am just as likely to be wrong about what's right for you. And um, you know, so encouraging him to follow his own conscience 
um, to me means, you know, if he thinks he can do the job in some other way or prefers some other spiritual approach, he might be right. I don't have the monopoly on um, recovery from compulsions or the, the monopoly on God. or I don't have the monopoly on anything. I simply know what's, what has worked for me, and I can share that, and I can be friendly. And if I make a connection with somebody and they want to ask me more questions, then I can share more of myself. And I can also listen to them and I can, um, and I can perhaps learn something from them. And if they want what I have, you know, it would just in the last paragraph, the desire must come from within. If that person wants to hear more about my story, then I am, um, then I am, I'm open and friendly and I'm sharing that with them and, and, and I hope that by doing so that um, I might offer some, you know, experience, strength, and hope. Uh-huh. And along the way, um, gain some from them as well, and which I do from all of you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Laura M. Okay. I can take more names if anyone else wants to share on the fourth paragraph on page nine. Charles H. Leia M. G. Uh, Kim G. Kim G. Yeah, I got you, Kim. And in between was Leia, I think. Leia S. H. S. Great. Charles H. Leia S. Kim G. Was there anyone else? Okay. Charles H. Take it away. Thank you very much. Um, we so we have no monopoly on God. I just wanted to point out, just in case you know, some young people online, monopoly is a board game. <laughs> you know this this ain't no game. This is serious. And you know, as I said previously, this chapter working with others has really enhanced um, my my behavior in life. Um, you know, we don't force uh, our monopoly on anybody because that's a game. And 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 Overeaters Anonymous is not a game. You know, by following OA principles, I don't have to be an OA principle. You know, I, I need help. And, and that is the reason why I am trying to embark uh, what this book says as the instructions to enhance my recovery. Even though I'm uh, at, at first, that is my motive, right? But at second, it's 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 a it, it's a sense of duty as, as as the great Dr. Bob says. It's a pleasure. It becomes a. It wasn't a pleasure in the beginning. Um, but but this ain't no joke. This ain't no uh you know hail Marys and all that stuff. It's just a simple religious idea, which has enhanced in my mind as surrender, um, and a practical program of action. Don't tell me what to do. Show me what you did. You know, if you haven't, you know, I, I think the greatest thing, the greatest paradox, it says it on page 68, is is knowing that I'm weak. You know, and I challenged my 10-step brothers yesterday in a, in a text. I said, you know, we so spiritually lifted on Sunday, nobody want to do no 10 steps. I was like, I need one. That's our code word. I'm like, yo, I need one. And then somebody will say, hit me. I need others. This is why I work with others. I don't work with others because I'm from, I'm on some spiritual hilltop. I got issues. Every single day, you know, if we talk about 10, 11, and 12 every day, and, 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 and I'm some OA principal, then I don't need to do 10, 11, and 12. I need to do this 
one day at a time so I can keep what I got and enhance and grow on some maintenance. I don't want to maintain what I got. I want to grow. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles H. Leah S. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. So, um, you know, this is this is all about my spirituality. You know, in the doctor's opinion, they they start the the the, the first the very first words we of Alcoholics Anonymous. That means all we have in common is one thing. We have an addiction. We have a an obsession in our mind. That's what we have in common. And um, each person finds their own recovery through their own spiritual solution. And that is the reason, look at this, we're from all different walks of life and we're all coming together with one thing. How do we overcome our compulsive overeating? And by following these 12 steps and by understanding and reading this book, getting sober, that's all. It all unites us, and it brings us to the common solution. And the common solution, the bottom line is that it that I'm able to stay abstinent. So, you know, live and let live. Allow others, whatever they are, whoever they are, wherever they are, and um, let them find their own. And that's why this program is working. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah S. Kim G. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. I've been recovered since January 2011, but I've been in Overs Anonymous since 1994. And, you know, what I see in this paragraph, if I could put it in one word, is humility. This is the humility of these people saying, you know what? There's other ways to do this. But I want to talk about this from a different angle. What about within Overeaters Anonymous? You know, we have a lot of sex. We have um, two might be 90 Day and How, which is um, prevalent in New Jersey. There are actually 18 separate 12-step programs for food. You know, in OA, we have workbooks. We have other um, literature. In AA, they have other literature. We can go outside of the program, and there's different books you find in Barnes & Noble that will tell you this is a different way to work the 12 steps. So I think to myself, you know what? If someone wants to pursue it in another way, I wish them well. And I don't think that, you know, maybe the big book may not be the only way to work the steps. All I can carry is the way the big book works because that's what works for me. Me personally, again, the hardest part I have is when there's big book-focused meetings that don't believe in the allergy and tell people to binge their way to recovery. But I have to say, too, that I've learned that I can say, you know what, let me, let me know how that works for you. I would love to hear how your journey is because my personal experience is it's probably not going to work, and I want to make sure that they feel comfortable coming back and asking me for help. And I also find that some of those meetings are the greatest advocates for a healthy meeting of Overeaters Anonymous because when they start I'm sorry, that man started talking. But also, too, even within the big book community, you know, I think we need to be humble. You know, I don't talk to people every day. I talk to people three days a week. There are people who need to speak to someone every day. You know, I get people through the steps in about two to three months. I've been told that's way too fast. 
and I've been told that's way too quick. You went way too slow. So people are going to have it at different paces because God's going to use each of us with our own talents of how we can be more useful to this fellowship. So this humility is to say, I'm not the only teacher. I'm not the only sponsor. If you want to pursue it in a different way, go for it. Please let me know. My mother personally came in in the 1970s, and she recovered, has been recovered for over 40 years, and she's used Al-Anon material. She still uses the Al-Anon material for her fourth step. And my mom has beautiful recovery. So I think this is important. We want to celebrate recovery. We want to be humble. But we also want to be available for people who try it another way, and it doesn't work, that they feel comfortable coming back and saying, can you please help me now? And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kim G. We have time for more people to share on the last paragraph on page 95, if you want to give me your name. Russ M. Vinny T. Vinny T. Anybody else want to get in the queue? Gina S. Did you say Gina or Tina? Gina with a G. Gina S. Margo. Did I hear a Margo? Or maybe not. After Gina S, did someone else give their name? Marcy. Who be? Margo P. Oh, Margo. I did hear a Margo. And Sorry, where did, where did we read this morning? Last paragraph on 95. Thank you. Margo, is it Margo P as in Paul? Yes, Margo P. Great. Okay, let's go. With, unless there's one more person, there might be time. Okay. Let's go with Russ M. Vinny T. Shlomi Hana B. Shlomi Hana B. If there's time, I'll put you in. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And so Russ Russ M. Vinny T. Gina S. Margot P. And perhaps Shlomi Hana. Uh, I forgot the initial already. Russ M. Go right ahead. Thanks, Rebecca. Good morning. Good morning, fellows. So my whole life, I I was blunt force trauma. If you ain't down with what I believe, I'll see you. If you ain't down with the way I'm working out or anything, you know, if, if, if you didn't agree with me, you had to get out of my face. And what program has taught me, you know, especially with this paragraph, like, look, people have all ways of getting there. And I need to shut my damn mouth and put, put my pride aside, just get rid of it. Because in the whole thing, you know, I, I, I'm here because I'm a loser. Like, I'm not here because I'm a winner. I'm here because I've, I've failed my whole life, spiritually, physically, relationship, and the food, and every other aspect of my life. So who the hell am I to tell someone how to, how to have a spiritual experience or get off the food or whatever? All I can do is be there with humility which is a hard thing for me, but I'm learning. You know, it's going to take a long time, but I'm learning. So, and, and in the end, what's, what, what do they say? You know, he may help you more than you help them. It just ensures my immunity from the craziness of life. 
So, you know, I got to shut my darn mouth and try to serve someone with humility and help them. And if they have another way, they have another way. I can't control them. All I know is this is part of my spiritual life to try to serve someone else. So thanks a lot. Y'all have a good day. Love you. Thank you, too, Russ M. Vinny T. Am I being heard? Yes. Good morning, Vinny. Uh, thank you. This is Vinny T. Recovered in North Carolina. Um, I was reminded this morning of, of, you know, my experience when I would go shopping at a clothing store. And I'd walk in the door and, you know, the salespeople would descend upon you, you know, like, can I help you? Can I help you? You know, and that would just put me in the worst frame of mind. You know, I don't know why, but I would just bristle. You know, I just wanted to walk in and I wanted to like shop around for myself, you know, try some things on, see what, you know, what looked like it was a good fit, you know, and then I would like, you know, I wanted to ask the salespeople for their help to, you know, maybe find a different size or whatever, but I wanted to just browse myself, see see what things look like, you know, I didn't want people to push me in any direction or influence me, I, you know, um, so I don't know, it, it was just, you know, like that pushing would drive me right back out the door. And uh, they, that would have defeated the whole purpose of there being salespeople. So I guess that's all I've got to say. And um, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Vinny T. Gina S. Good morning, everyone. This is Gina S. Recovering for today in Connecticut. Um, I really needed to read this paragraph today because I, uh, one of my sponsees last night um, didn't call. She hasn't called in a few days, and I was feeling really guilty, thinking it was my fault that she went back to the food uh, because last week I wasn't feeling well, and um, I told her I, I had to miss one of our calls because I needed to go to bed, and uh, I was thinking it was my fault that she went back to the food, and wow, that is just me playing God all over again, isn't it? Um, this was a great reminder that um, I I cannot put the desire in someone to find God. Um, I cannot put the desire in them to uh, to follow this path. And if they want to try another way, then I absolutely need to let them. I'm not supposed to be preaching or moralizing. Um, and And I... I just am someone, a friendly, <laughs> compulsive overeater who is a fellow uh, traveler on this road, and all I can do is offer my experience. So it was a great reminder uh, of humility, putting me in my place, in my right place, as no better or no worse than anyone else, not responsible for anyone else, not in control of anyone else's program. Um, and all I can do is pray for her um, and be uh, a friendly and welcoming presence if and when she decides to come back. Um, thanks, and I pass. Thank you, Gina S. Margot P. Good morning, everyone. My name is Margot P. Florida. I'm grateful and happy everybody's on this call. <clears throat> and this weekend I had a great time of of um of recovery of the big book with Harlem, we had the great opportunity with him with us, but how it brings me to this big book 
and how he brings it out, you know, in bringing out the 12 steps to other. And for me, it took me a long time to really understand the big book because when it, would, when it was introduced to me, it was introduced to me like an alcoholic, and I was not an alcoholic, and I... <laughs> And it took me a while. This book is a process. And here I'm telling, you know, I open up a Spanish group and, and, a, and I run it up for a year and people were not coming. People were not coming. And I was like, what is going on? They don't need it. So, <laughs> And I was asking for help and I said, okay, God, let it be your will. It took me a while to understand this, bringing the message to others who still suffer. And I even brought this book to my 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 children in my family. They're not ready either, and so it's a slow process. And the spirituality, how I present it, is with kindness and love. That's what that when I presented at that time, I was not spiritually fit. I was like doing it the way I was told, and it doesn't work that way. Not on like um, like here's the book, read the book. No. And you got to go gently. For me, that's how I work. And it's a slow process for others, like I hear in the call. Some get it, some don't. Some do really want it. And those who really want it run, really want to work with you. So thank you, everyone, for being on this call. And Holland, I love you. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Margot P. And Shlomi Hana, we've got plenty of time. Thank you so much. Um, thank you to the moderator. Thank you to the timekeeper. Thanks every single person on this line. Um, so appreciate this meeting. Um, so I, I just love this sentence, that we have no monopoly on God. Um, you know, when I, first, when I first became abstinent in program 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago, um, it was actually through the 90-day program, and I worked it, um, you know, I worked it faithfully, <clears throat> and then I found something else that worked for me better, which was more of a big book type of, uh, type of program. And I see with myself, you know, much less other people, that my program has changed, my needs have changed. Um, there are definitely elements of program out there that work for me. You know, not just a big book method. Um, there are elements of 90 Day that work beautifully for me that I actually still keep. I have friends in that program <clears throat> that have been abstinent for years and years and years, and that's what works for them. Um, what I think is so beautiful is that there are so many options you know, um, our method is one option, but there are so many different ways for people to work a program. And, um, you know, I know that sometimes when I speak with a newcomer, in fact, I, I spoke with a friend of mine who's a newcomer, um, I guess about a week ago, that was really struggling, and she wanted to get back into program, and I told her about you know, the Vision for You meetings, and she happened to, it happened to be on a Sunday, and she listened last Sunday to what could be better, to Harlan's explanation of the doctor's opinion, and she was, you know, it was like, this is just what I needed, blah, 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 and I was so excited. I thought, oh, good, we're going to do this program together, and it turned out that she actually ended up, you know, she's still in program, thank God, but she ended up going a different way, 
And there was a little part of me that was disappointed. But you know what? That's not right because she has found what works for her. And yes, we have no monopoly on God. And we have no monopoly on program. You know, in step three, we turn everything over to God as we understand God. That's one of the beauties of this program is that everybody can have their own perception of God. This is everyone can have their own program. And um, I love how in the first sentence it says that if somebody, you know, that we should encourage somebody to follow their conscience. And that's very important because just because we have something that works for us, just because I have something that works for me, doesn't mean that it necessarily works for somebody else. Just like I wouldn't want somebody to push their program on me um, because their program is not going to work for me. Their program works for them. And my program works for me, and I don't have any business pushing it on somebody else. I can show somebody else. I can take the horse to water. I can't make them drink. It's a program of attraction rather than promotion. And um, that's all I can do. And then it's up to the person to, to decide what kind of a program they want to work, right. if they want to work it, thank you, this way or a different way or at all. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Shlomi Hana B. Um, does anyone else want a couple minutes to share on the last paragraph on 95? Julie E.B.? Julie E.B., the floor is yours. Go right ahead. Okay. Pick it off, speaker. Sorry. This is uh, Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado. And... Uh, what is so beautiful for me here is to see the result of working the steps. You know, when I first started the steps, um, when I first someone showed me a way out first by uh, my face-to-face meeting, it particularly showed me what my disease was and that I, I, there were other people like me. And uh, then someone walked in with a special uh, <laughs> look in her eye and in her voice. Um, and... Uh, and what it is for me uh, to listen to this meeting and hear so many recovered voices, sure, we have a lot of suffering. We have a lot of people uh, still suffering. And um, what it means for me to sit and listen to this meeting is to realize that if I keep working the steps, I will become a person that really knows that I have no monopoly, you know, that I can just extend an open hand to the world um, I, you know, love to get in the business of God and uh, meddle in my young adult kids' lives, the teenagers' lives, um, know what's best for people at work. I didn't think I know what's best for me. And, uh, you know, it's one of our sister programs, but one of the things I come back to is I am not God. I do not know what's best for other people. And most of the time, I don't know what's best for myself. And when I remember that, my life is much smoother. Today, I hope I pause when entertained doubtful, asking for just the next right step or action. I don't even have to get through the day. Humbly reminding myself I'm not running the show. And so for today, being powerless can be the best news in my day um, or the worst. And, uh, and so I want to lean into this spiritual solution that works for me but I have no monopoly. Today, my job is to learn from those around me, uh, even those uh, who are my kids or who I encounter who are different. 
Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Julie E.B., for closing us out. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, March 9th, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 14,229. That's 14229. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes, here we go. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.